This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of August 31st, 2019. Founders wasn't technically craft before. It sure isn't now. Virginia Distilling reaches agreement with SWA. They do what SWA says. Cannabiners is making non-alcoholic, non-THC craft beer for some reason. And absence still doesn't make you hallucinate. All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. Let's get right into the news. We've got uh, a couple stories here that I'm sure everyone is a little familiar with by this point in the week. Uh, some news coming from Founders Brewing. Let's start this. Uh, Founders Brewing. There's always good news here. Always good news. Right. So let's start it with some of the best news. Founders is giving uh, giving its fans exactly what they've been asking for for the last two years they are giving us cbs in 12 ounce bottles that will be sold in four packs this year coming out november 1st get ready because that'll be the national release day Uh, it'll also be available in 750 milliliter bottles cbs first brewed yada yada when they accidentally found out you know some of their batches of uh barrels they bought had been used to age maple syrup and they said well, 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 what do we have here? <laughs> I like to imagine it's when they, they're like, oh, no, these have been tainted. They had maple syrup in there. And someone just like, no, no, what does the sign say? <laughs> Put it in a barrel. <laughs> yeah. It was a, the defining moment of not a glitch feature. <laughs> so they're like, no, 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 that's, that's, that's not a mistake. That also, a like, so- tainted with maple syrup said no one ever. Like... <laughs> That's not a real well, thing. <laughs> they, you know, somehow this these barrels had they, were, they wouldn't be consistent amongst the other ones is what I meant. Meh. <laughs> so uh, you can get it earlier than that. You can get it October twenty fifth, or actually you can get it uh, at the uh, tickets go on sale September thirteenth, and you can get it by October twenty fifth at their general stores or their uh, breweries. So you can get bottles, you know, slightly earlier than everyone else in Grand Rapids and Detroit. But they did hit us on the backside with some bad news. They said, hey, you'll want to no. stock up this year because we're not doing it again for the foreseeable future. They put it back into the into the, uh, the Founders Dis- Vault, down in the Disney mines. Vault. <laughs> it is. It, it's the Disney Vault for beer It's because because it's Founders. and like I almost... wanted to call it the Gypsum Vault, and I went, I don't know, that necessarily fits. <laughs> it's a different direction, I think. So yeah, I guess uh, it's very fitting that it is going into the Founders Vault, and who knows when they just said the foreseeable future, we, you will not see CBS again. So we took it for granted. Everyone last year was like, "Yeah, I've had it, whatever." Blah blah blah. It's falling off the shelves last year because I think that uh, the, okay. So when we heard this, all I could think of was the marketing department decided on this one. They went, "No, no, we hold back for a few years, then we bring it back out." CBS Classic, and then New CBS. And then, once New CBS fills, we'll go back to CBS Classic. Just call it just CBS. Well, uh, if that wasn't enough bad news... It, it was. Like, I, I don't need more. It seemed like that was the uh, distraction. 
that they were hoping, oh, everyone's going to focus on this, this CBS news and not pay attention to the fact that San Miguel has bought the majority stake in Founders now. They, they owned close to 30% before. Now they own 90%. Uh, with yeah, the two uh, founders of founders uh, <laughs> keeping five percent of the company for each of them. So uh, Spanish brewer Sam Mao San Same. Miguel, I can never say it right, has Ow. reached a deal to acquire majority stake in Founders. Uh, they already owned thirty percent, and uh, that was as of twenty fourteen. And is valued at more than $96 million. The company will now hold 90% of founders following the latest deal, which is expected to close in January. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with the founders retaining their 5% stake of it. The latest deal will buy out more than two dozen minority shareholders. To see the kind of return on the dollar that they're able to enjoy, it is really very satisfying and rewarding coming from a place of just a couple home brewers, and quite frankly, I was the opposite of wealth. That was from uh, Stevens, one of their, you know, the founders, saying, you know, it's it's great to reward the people who believed in us and backed us with their money when they had no reason to. Mm-hmm. Right. He also calls it the American dream, and I was like, the American dream is selling out. Actually, yeah, that that checks out. <laughs> now, <laughs> no, no, yeah. it completely is. Uh, this is all. This is all from an uh, article on Brewbound, which is citing a M- MBiz? MyBiz? Mich- I'm, I'm assuming Michigan Biz. That's what uh, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, citing a Freedom of Information Act request reported that as part of the 2014 transaction, Mao had an option to purchase the remainder of founders on the five-year anniversary of the deal for a price between 10 and 13 times the EBITDA. Man, that's been like, yeah, I didn't realize that they. We've spent all this time talking about how the CBA had that that very public, you know, bye bye date. And, and here was one. Apparently, under, founders had had two. Yeah, there was one cooking right under our noses that we didn't even like. No one paid attention to. Uh, however, founders' chief corporate counsel Tony Barnes told the outlet that the old deal went away, and the new deal is a separate arrangement. So they did not pay ten to thirteen times the EBITDA. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really doubting that. <laughs> the latest transaction comes as a portfolio wide off premise dollar sales of founders brewing products are up twelve point eight percent to seventy one point six million dollars, and volume sales are up twelve percent through August eleventh, according to Margaret Research Firm IRI. However, both dollar sales three point six percent. And volume sales, 3.3%, have slowed during uh, to single-digit growth over the last four weeks. But this is also something to like say about founders. Everyone else is seeing like stagnant numbers or seeing it drop negative. They're still growing. Yeah. Well, and they've been they've been doing their their new marketing thing of well, it's been their their plan for the last like, year or so. But of the the you know. Six packs, six packs of cans. Bah, gets you fifteen packs yeah. more than you can handle. They they just jumped. They said twelve packs. Nobody wants twelve packs. Fifteen pack. That's what you want. That's three. Extra that's beers. a party. <laughs> so um, the article goes on talking about you know a lot of their sales figures and things and how that played into this. But uh, Stevens sold Imbiz or my I, I don't know what to call that my biz. 
I, I get what no, it stands for. Just say for. Michigan biz. All right. Uh, that Mao taking control, controlling interest and founders will help the company withstand industry headwinds such as slower growth while also helping the company reinvent what beer looks like for a new generation of beer consumers. And that, in my mind, must mean we are going to get, they're just going to do away. Like their barrel age series will now come in bourbon barrels. That's just, they're going to do away. It's going to be four packs of bourbon barrels. That's just how they're going to sell it from now on. Now that they've got all this cash they're going to be flush with. All day IPA is going to be sold in bourbon barrels. 15 <laughs> packs still available. They're, they will actually sell you the barrels themselves. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Will, like, it'll be. Yeah, yeah. You, will, you won't get, yeah. There'll be, you'll roll out a whole barrel of Founders beer. That's going to combine their marketing things of put it in a barrel and give them more. I kind of want to try like a bourbon barrel aged all day RBA. No, you don't. don't no, that. I don't. Don't don't encourage this. Yeah, no. Because don't, what don't was the it. one that was not not great? Dankwood oh. was at the. Oh, Dankwood yeah. was not yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they started saying uh, we really <laughs> have to start looking beyond craft and beyond that industry. So yeah, another. <laughs> Look beyond craft. Well. You're not craft now, so and haven't <laughs> you, been for some time. Yeah, You've been looking same. beyond craft for a while, and it seems to have been working out for you. But uh, <sighs> Founders, uh, some updates here. Founders will remain autonomous in managing its business, products, and teams. Um, and the founders of Founders will continue to be shareholders in Founders and have no intention of leaving. Those are statements from them. Uh, well, because that was the one thing that I was most afraid of uh, yeah. is founders losing like it's it's creative and it's not necessarily the the, the founders are the, the main part of that but like if they're not autonomous if they have to bow to what you know they will to some degree have to bow to whatever you know daddy says but yeah but they're each still a five percent shareholder so together if they agree they bring ten percent of a voice like they can yeah and i mean they haven't really screwed with it so far i mean it's no, but they only had thirty percent before, so like, yeah, there there could be something where, yeah, yeah, maybe they they change. It's just the fear that always crops up when there's a there's a buyout. Like, oh, what yeah. what are they going to mess with? And so, so the real question is, is everyone going to stop stop buying founders? No. Like, realistically no right like, my knee-jerk reaction when i heard it and when i was in a when I, in a liquor store today looking at it just kind of just look at it sadly like why you are the chosen one is it gonna stop any of us from buying cbs nope no or kbs or no insert sec seven other founders <laughs> like no nobody's gonna giant founder stout with coffee no, no i will buy it yeah that's the thing you're like uh, oh it's it's <laughs> Founders made a new stout. Yes, I'm there. They 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 barrel aged something. I'm gonna try it. May not always like it, but I will try it. Because at the end of the day, you had me at Founders. Like it doesn't really. It's it, yeah. We'll, yeah and, we'll try it. <laughs> it as long as the quality stays up, we're fine. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, how about some legal news? Mm, fun. A nice update yeah. on a story we had. Was that? I know it was earlier this year. It was earlier this year, yeah. It, 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 the, it could have been maybe late last year, but I think it's been earlier this year. Uh, no, the Virginia Distillers is uh, 
finally reached Virginia Distilling Company has finally uh, reached an agreement with uh, the the SWA or the Scotch Whiskey Association. I was going to say I'm unfamiliar uh, with this uh, hip hop group. <laughs> <laughs> Scotsman with attitude. <laughs> Please God, <laughs> I need this. No, like I'm like my brain is trying to figure out. Would it just be NWA with bagpipes? Either uh, way, I need it. <laughs> well, now I'm trying to remember a name of a Scottish city. Uh, Glasgow. Oh yeah, straight out of Glasgow. No, that yeah, that's what it would be. Straight yeah. out of Glasgow. Oh my God. Anyway, the SWA had filed a uh, complaint with Delaware Federal Court in July, so it was earlier this year, claiming that Virginia Whiskey, uh, yeah, Virginia Distillery Company was, quote, passing off whiskey as scotch, end quote, by including the word Highland on its, uh, on its bottle labels and calling the spirit whiskey without an E rather than whiskey with an E. Well, according to the Virginia Distilling Company, the product descriptions, the bottles are a blend of scotch whiskey and whiskey made on site in Virginia. Well, uh, at the time, the SWA claimed that Virginia Distilling Company, Distillery Company, uh, use of the, excuse me, use the word Highland is unlawful and is a term reserved reserved exclusively for scotch whiskey under U.S. federal regulations, uh, or if you're ha- or if you're a brewery. As you say, I'm pretty sure Highland Brewing would have, but uh, they're not. But they're not distilling, so that's yeah. Uh, but now they have uh, reached what they refer to as a quote amicable resolution end quote to dispute uh, to the dispute, according to a statement from the Scotch trade body. Virginia Distillery Company will cease using Highland. It said after it sells its remaining stock. So that stock just got a price hike. Uh, to and uh, however, it will still be able to label all of its products using whiskey without an E, uh, which is allowed under U.S. law. Hmm. So, basically, the SWA got everything they wanted. Yeah, that's like like oh, like the spelling of whiskey. Look, that's that part is pretty much, you know, we're in America. You can't trust us to spell. It's amicable in that they did not get the ever-living crap suit out of them. Because they kept using Highland like that, SWA would have owned them yeah. and then distilled uh, distilled the worst product <laughs> and made them watch as they did it. Yeah. Or there would have been a, a drive-by. <laughs> Uh, Gareth Moore, uh, Virginia Distilling Company CEO, said the company is, quote, happy to work with the Scotch Whiskey Association to ensure there is no chance of confusion uh, uh, about our products. Uh, From the start, the Virginia Distillery Company has been transparent about the nature of our products and have been recognized for their quality, and we are committed to growing and championing the American single malt whiskey category. Good for you. Just stop using things that make, make it sound like you're scotch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fairness, Highlands is, it sounds very scotch. It does, and it's, again, one of those things, like, to the untrained, it very much could rope you in and trick you. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, yeah. Uh, surprising no one, SWA totally got their way with this. Yeah, yeah. I think that's even what we predicted. We're like, no, no, it's they're gonna have to change like this. <laughs> this, yeah. 
This aggression will not stand, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. The the <laughs> uh, Virginia Distillery. I just imagine they went. Uh huh. Uh huh. Quick. How quickly can we just immediately buckle? <laughs> yeah. Some things are just not worth it. They couldn't buckle as fast as uh, Crown Royal when they put out the. No, they mash. lasted longer than them. Because Crown mm-hmm. Royal was. Yeah, Crown Royal didn't even sell off what was left on shelves. They sent out stickers. And they're like, put this yeah, little so label could... sticker over it that <laughs> make sure we're not claiming it's bourbon. Uh, Furry Viking in the chat says SWA is almost as bad as AB and Bev. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I could see that. They they strike me as a very uh, litigious body. Mm. Yeah. Uh, maybe not Disney level of litigious. <laughs> well, I mean. Well, uh, I think, speaking of litigious bodies... I was going to say, speaking of things that just aren't worth it, like Brittany mentioned a minute ago, but we moved past that segue. (laughs) Uh, We're not... uh, This is not going to be a night for for proper segues. (laughs) We're going to be like, what? Who? (laughs) Who said that? That that thing goes by. Uh, So, Cannabiners launching two roots line of non-alcoholic, non-infused craft beers. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, the... I was going to say, the can art looks kind of... No, it doesn't. Well, I mean... Um, I was trying to give him the benefit. I was like, oh, that need, looks Need something no, different no, than O'Doyle's. Come on. O'Doyle's? <laughs> I like to say O'Doyle's because the Billy Madison. That's what I was like. Are you going to get confused? <laughs> no, that's, that's okay. why I like to call it that. Never mind. That's, that's fair. Okay. Uh, okay, so Lighthouse Strategies, <laughs> the maker of the Cannabiners and Two Roots lines of cannabis-infused non-alcoholic craft beers, announced today the plans to roll out a line of non-cannabis-infused, non-alcoholic craft beers. It's like, so you're, I don't know. You're, I just want to be like, so you're making seltzer water? I don't understand. So you're into two different businesses, and yeah. you're going to make a product that doesn't really relate to either. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, starting in September, Two Roots non-alcoholic beers will be available in 145... Bevmo stores? No, no, no. You, you got to say that with the pro- there's an exclamation point there. So it's Bevmo, Bevmo. <laughs> stores throughout California, I, which, I mean, explains why I've never heard of the store. Um, Bevmo will sell five different Two Roots non-alc beers, starting with a larger, or I'm sorry, starting with a lager, IPA, and Hefeweizen, as well sorry, as... Sorry, the larger Hefeweizen. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, as well as two seasonal offerings, a mango-flavored IPA, and Straight Dank, a pale ale flavored with terpenes to give it the aroma and flavor of cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, why would Look, you, at least uh, that one's on brand for them. Yeah, but like, why would you want it fake, I guess? I don't know. Because some people can't have alcohol. Some people reasons. need to be able to, 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 to drink and drive. No, not the alcohol part, like the, no. the cannabis part. Like the non-weed part? Yeah. Because they like weed, but still need to be able to drive. (laughs) (laughs) Driving. Uh, Speaking to Brewbound, Lighthouse Strategies founder and CEO Michael Hayford said Two Roots non-alcoholic beers will be priced between $12 and uh, basically $14 per six-pack. He added that the company hopes those low-calorie offerings that also contain vitamin B12 and electrolytes will attract (laughs) health-conscious and active lifestyle consumers. Scott... (laughs) It's got uh, what plants crave. It's just about the only thing you should use this for. Kind of. Um, so, uh, uh, two roots entry into the non-alcoholic get, beer market. Sorry. So if, it's, uh, 
weird aside, but Chris made me think of this. If cows get mad cow disease from eating other cows, <laughs> do if you pour beer over like a barley or wheat thing, will you get mad? If you if you water your grain with uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> with non alcoholic beer, do you get? It becomes that movie, um, that Shyamalan movie. The happening. Yeah, the happening. <laughs> the plants are killing people. Oh no! Is that what the the twist was in that one? Yeah, the, like the trees yeah. or whatever oh. were like they were letting off something in the air. It it was dumb. Uh, spoilers. Spoiler. Wait, don't watch wait, it. Way um, past that spoiler window. <laughs> um. Anyway, but so uh, earlier this year, Heineken launched its uh, zero non-alcoholic. 0.0 non-alcoholic beer into the U.S. While Pabst released a uh, the, the PBR NA beer. Other non-alc offerings on the market include several craft breweries focused exclusively on the segment, including Athletic Brewing, Wellbeing Brewing, Surreal Brewing, and Partake Brewing, among others. Uh, Hayford said um, that... Non-alcoholic beers are a great way to expand the brand. Pretty and sure Sierra Nevada acquired Athletic. Oh, did they? Yeah. I, I think so. Um, I, say, I don't remember that, but that doesn't really say much. Uh, and a beer is... Uh, so... Oh, geez. Um, so the the hope that he added is consumers who sample the NA beer in BevMo will seek out its cannabis-infused offerings sold in dispensaries. So mm. he's basically hoping this drink is like the quote-unquote gateway drug to the yeah. other stuff. Which uh, is a delicious irony there. Yeah. Uh, gateway drug I no. want is the flying dog uh, cannabis mm. beer. That would probably be uh, good. Yeah, I was just uh, I was thinking that the... Uh, it's at least nice that they're doing a bunch of different options for yeah for non-alcoholic because basically it's O'Doul's. yeah and almost a lot of non-alcoholic beer is not in different styles it's just hey yo dog i heard you like lager or or it's essentially bud light without alcohol which is like what are you doing which is bud light <laughs> yeah which is water no it's yeah, it, it's great that they're giving some flavor and changing it up a bit. Hey, you can get, you can have some IPAs, you can have some fruited IPAs, some spicy IPAs. Like they're getting it out there, trying. Oh, here's you know more than lagers and just a you know bland beer. The only right. one that I'm just like that still like kind of baffles me is the one where you know it's not. I guess who, I guess I'm just lost at like who is really about that dankness because like to make one that has fake flavoring of cannabis when you're already uh, making a when you're already at a company that makes THC infused drinks yeah I don't know it just it just seems of course he raises his hands over there but I I'm just like hey, like I think in beer, like in a non-alcoholic beer, to add a fake flavoring for cannabis, it seems a little strange, is all. But it's, so it's, no, that's just might, my opinion. We might have to bring back the old video shows for at least one pack because uh, <laughs> Sweetwater has put out the Hot Box, and oh, it's dear. a pack of nothing but their uh, weed beers. It's got it's the 420 beers, and I don't even know if I could anymore. 
you know, the mango kush and <laughs> all kinds of I, I saw I, I was seeing a bunch of sample packs today actually and just thinking remember some video shows we could do with these <laughs> yeah it would it would be fun all right well uh scooting this right along i think we we settled there a little long uh you know what else is also settled around a little long french absinthe yeah yeah it should sit around for a long time no one should drink it (laughs) for most of the 20th century absinthe production was banned in france because of the drink's alleged mind-altering properties but in the late 80s absinthe was once again legalized after scientists discovered guess what (laughs) the molecule that uh everyone believed made you hallucinate and give you brain damage was relatively harmless breaking news (laughs) absinthe still doesn't give you hallucinations Lawmakers decided to impose restrictions on, how do you say it? We had to have gone over. One of us has to have uh, to say it. We did a whole episode on absinthe. Which you should uh, sorry, I'm trying to get to the, the thing. Oh, it's... The to, oh, Hyun. 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 Oh, yeah, I got nothing. I, I don't speak any also, French. So. Also, M-Beam is in the chat saying, Crown and Mountain Dew. Thoughts? <laughs> um... I don't like Mountain Dew, so I'm, I'm, I'm out of that already. I think that oddly will work. As I was going to say, like, I don't love Mountain Dew. However, I don't see Crown really hurting it. Usually go Crown and Coke if you're mixing it with something. But... Yeah, but... Regardless, uh, the past... Sorry, back to the story. I yeah. just... That, that, that triggered a thought in me, so... <laughs> Well, after uh, a 15-year battle, the EU has granted protected geographical indication, the PGI, uh, status to absinthe. Uh, the Telegraph reports located in eastern France on the Swiss border. Pontelliau has <laughs> a storied history with the drink dating back to the 18th century. According to the region's application for PGI status, in the early 1900s, 25 distilleries in that region produced a third of all the country's absinthe. When production returned in 1988, wormwood cultivation and traditional preparation of the spirit followed. Every year since 2002, a local cultural event called Absinthenades. Absinthade uh, has also taken place. I, I, I'm seeing, you know. Just seeing, like, the 80s banners for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, has also taken place, pitting international absinthe against uh, the Pontelliar bottles. Uh, so, absinthe, it, it's absinthe bowl. Yeah, where everyone gets just smashed. Uh, receiving PTI status protects the region's traditions and is another step along the road to redemption for the notorious Green Fairy. Of course, absinthe absinthe can still be produced anywhere in the world but following the granting of this status any bottle bearing the de pontelier distinction ensures exacting standards so i know it's not a one-to-one but it's 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 absinthe's bottle and bond yeah Hmm. it's kind of what it's giving you out of that So the EU regulation uh, govern major aspects of production, including the ingredients and their provenance, the spirit's alcohol content, and, of course, the amount of that great compound that is supposed to make you hallucinate but doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. M-Beam in the chat. Absinthe makes the heart grow stronger. No. <laughs> no, no, it does not. <laughs> or DUI. Uh, 
you yeah. can you can check yeah. out if you want to know more about Absinthe. This this is actually just a nice big uh, <laughs> I don't know sequel uh, or addendum to our Absinthe episode, hmm. right? Which was really fun. Yeah, that might be fun. Coffee. coffee in your uh, coffee brewing. Always, especially from this brewery. Yes, so oh. Treehouse Brewing, now roasting its own coffee. Uh, mm, yes. Treehouse Brewing Company, Massachusetts cult brewery, known for its <laughs> in New England-style IPAs. Like, Hashtag not a cult. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Julia's Green and Hayes announced it would begin roasting its own coffee, um, which they said was inevitable, of course. Uh, Treehouse, based in Charlton, Massachusetts, has made several coffee beers, but previously worked with other roasters. Uh, an overarching and plainly stating theme of the Treehouse long game is to be direct, indirect control of every variable possible in our product and presentation, thus making it exactly as we intend it to be. That is why we are now roasting our own coffee. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm guessing this means there was a bad batch of coffee beer they blamed it on the coffee and said screw it we're doing all of our own coffee from now on that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to happen that way but they may have just been like no nah, we want to do this at some point um this means it says treehouse's coffee beers such as single shot double shot and abstraction as well as dozens more to come the statement says will be made in-house to precise specifications to produce the cleanest and brightest harmony between coffee and individual base beer. Uh, they will also, uh, the Treehouse Coffee Company will also produce cold brew, nitro cold brew, hot coffee, and bags of beans to go, according to okay. the statement. I don't, I don't drink coffee, but you said nitro cold brew, and I'm like, all right, maybe I'll give that a shot. <laughs> oh, God. I don't like nitro things generally, but nitro cold brew is actually quite good. Because I tried the, the Starbucks has the new, of course, pumpkin spice nitro cold brew coffee right now. And oh my God. It's that so said, I also had one Coke accidentally like oh, yeah. last week and I was jittery for like an hour. So <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's some caffeine there. <laughs> that's definitely a thing. Yeah, what I should do though. You should have another Coke. Uh, I was go- <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I shouldn't have another Coke. However, I should carry it in uh, thermal detonator bottles. Yes, as you do. Even if it means going on to the airport. TSA, be damned. Which is what someone thought when they went. Uh, apparently, Star Wars Galaxy uh, Edge theme park has a. Uh, Part a theme park part of Disneyland has uh, uh, they have a th- more than a thousand unique items to take home as souvenirs. If you're planning on flying home, this is by the way from SFGate. Uh, say if they plan on flying home, they'll have to leave at least one behind. A specifically designed thermal detonator Coca-Cola bottle the company made especially for the new attraction. Mm. The TSA has told fans that the bottle, which retails for $5, looks too much like a replica explosive and therefore won't be allowed in oh carry-on or checked baggage. No, it looks like a grenade. <laughs> like, flat out. You look at this thing, you're like, it looks like a like generic old grenade. It does. It does look a little bit, uh, does look a little explodey. 
the bottles have been uh, on sale at the, st- uh, at the Star Wars Galaxy Edge Park, which opened in May at Disneyland. And they will be sold at Walt Disney World, which will be opening its own uh, version of the Star Wars attraction on Thursday. Two days ago. Oh. Yeah, apparently that was... I knew one was coming. I didn't actually realize it was almost done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, on this coast. It's open, and it's killing me to not go. <laughs> guys, we we have to go sometime. Uh, anyway, yeah. a blurb on a blurb on Coca Cola's website uh, tells the backstory behind the bottles. The Coca Cola company introduces hundreds of new products each year, giving people more uh, more of the drinks they want with a range of innovative packaging. Nothing quite like this. Spherical orb bottles will be exclusive to the Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Stay true to the Star Wars aesthetic with a rounded uh, rounded look, resealable cap, and branded names printed on the scuffed, rusted labels in Arabish, a written language featured in the film franchise. Uh, I didn't actually notice that they were written in a different... Let me look at these. I was gonna say, oh, they are. They are written in the... the, the, the Star Wars script. They look like soda. They don't look like weapons of any kind. Is this they just come me? in Sprite. I can get one. Like it, li- it, it clearly no, looks like a spacey kind of thing. It looks like a little grenade. It does look like a grenade. I, I, I'm I not- don't see that at all. At all. Like it clearly, like it's the same coloring. It's clearly Have meant you, to look like a Coca Cola. You've thing. never seen a grenade, then. Are we looking at the same picture right now? I've looked at them. I didn't. What they, do you think grenades look like? They look exactly like that. It just, it clearly, like, it has the same branding colors and everything. Of, it's like, not Coca-Cola. about what it looks like, right, or the colors. You're not thinking about it as in what a scan of that. When you don't, see, you're not looking at colors. All you're seeing is a, a scan of that in a bag. You're going to go, that's a grenade. Holy crap. <laughs> If you just For the see record, that this is an it, I LinkedIn chat in our hangout an image of of a grenade. <laughs> now I just, compare that. Okay, but then so the shape. why? Okay, shape sure. If you're scanning it, I okay. But if they, what if you were like in your your uh, your carry on? Because it said not not in your carry on either. Which I mean, the carry on made more sense to me than the check bag. But then I guess yeah, the scanning thing. But even in your carry on, if you're like, oh, I got this soda. <laughs> Like, this obvious soda. Like, I just... Because someone going to try and bomb a plane isn't going to lie about it. Oh, I got... That's just a soda. Don't worry about that and why it looks like an actual grenade. I just don't think it looks like that. But that's just me. So, I don't know. Really? Yeah. I I just don't see it. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) However, you won't be... The lesson here is drive to Disney. (laughs) Yeah. If you're going to Galaxy's Edge, maybe... Maybe have someone drive or put it in a, uh, uh, or see if you can have it mailed to yourself. I was going to say, like, maybe mail it to yourself. But, yeah, I believe that that on that note, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. I think the actual real news in that is it's $5 for a Coke in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. For a very Well, $5 for a Coke with that, in a that fancy packaging. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it's also less Coke than you would get as normal. So, yeah. which is ridiculous. It looked and it was like Coke, Diet Coke, and Sprite from the little the picture. So, th- that's still just like really painful, price wise. Ah, Disney. Okay, so um, we would like to remind everyone that this is our news only show, but we also do a weekly long form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. 
If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. We will see you next Saturday for the next live episode. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. Hi. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>